Hey, thank you once again a lot. Thank you for being here. Uh, as is the norm for introducing a session or a podcast or a class, uh, I'd like to start off with a headline title in place of an inspirational quote for us to reflect on and to sit with, um, to ground us together into this space. Uh, and today's phrase to sit with is a reductress article title written in February 3rd, 2020. And it is a woman just taking walk somehow going to spend $17. I don't think this played across as smoothly as I thought it would in my head. Like it's different than me putting all of my thoughts up on a blog and then having you'll see that. So I read it out loud and I, that's kind of what has been going on with me uh in general i (laughs) am out here uh buying things um i won't get into that like i'm i'm okay it's it's not i'm okay i'm being it's okay uh what i do want to talk about more in depth to to do a deep dive in is um anticipating how this next school year is gonna be um yeah y'all i i am a part of the cohort that started graduate school in 2020 um virtual um for those who are not uh, familiar with the situation going on at ut specifically um i can't offer you that much more information because we're all still figuring it out for one but um i did just get a covid test they required i believe those of us who are going to be in in in-person classes um to to get a covid test within three days of starting and then uploading it to like our student profile thing thing um and depending on the professor uh i think they have a i don't know everything just feels a little jumbled tbh still um and all that like so there so there's that there's like my anxious my like yes anxious thoughts and like worries like as a student like what's gonna happen um but then i also like am a ta (laughs) so um yeah, I am in a position now to, uh, like, I have a certain, like, a, a an amount of, of power and influence over a space. I have responsibilities and obligations and moral obligations to the students that I'll be working with this semester um, to, like, ensure safety and respect opinion and validate fears and other emotions and all of that stuff that goes along with the content that we are going to also be exploring. So um, there's that. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. Um, And if you're interested, that's awesome. I welcome you. (laughs) Um, I mentioned in one of my last episodes, I think my journey through my, my career journey, how I started off knowing that I would go into like psychology in some capacity and then taking like a brief very 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 useful I wouldn't say detour but just like a I branched off a little bit towards like education and was a teacher for like a little minute and a mentor and a tutor and then I found my way back 
then I like branched off again closer to like clinical stuff with social work which was like case management um and now I'm here so my first teaching my first formal teaching experience was in 2016 which was 16 17 18 19 20 21 five <laughs> um five-ish years ago um oh wow like almost to the date um kind of because it's august and i will have like just ended it five years ago i like just ended the first teaching thing um and yeah so i have like a scattered amount of years but like hefty good years of teaching experience in between along with other roles uh, and positions in which i like had uh, like power to influence and like i had to make choices to um, like, like communicate on an interpersonal level, like one-on-one with students, family members, other staff and faculty at the places I was working at, and like the bigger level decisions that I had to make about like something as seemingly like, uh, like seating arrangements, like literally like who's going to sit next to who for when like seating arrangements were prompted by some of my contact, yeah, by some of my jobs, like in high schools for one of them and also like literally the way that the physical seats are set up like are they in rows or are they in a circle and how that changes dynamics so um yeah all of these like environmental and interpersonal decisions that have to be made like a million times a day as an educator um i am going to go back into that world while also juggling now this this whole thing where like um like it's university policy that we, uh, I guess staff and faculty are not allowed to ask, to, we're, we on our own cannot require students to wear masks. Um, it's a violation of university policy because the university is funded by uh, the state of Texas and not the city of Austin. It is, and because like our governor is the governor that he is, um, like we just can't, we just can't. Uh, and then it's also university policy uh, to maintain personal health information. Like it's a privacy matter. So we cannot, we cannot outright ask about vaccination status. And so we're all like, if, if you saw my email inbox right now, you would see like the number of uh, formal emails from higher ups or um, like grad school coordinators and whatnot saying, uh, like, we strongly recommend you to wear a mask, and please, we recommend that you get vaccinated. They just cannot mandate that. And so I was going into all of this, kind of like, okay, so I have been in the school social work for, like, a year, and then some at this point, like, I just completed a year, and now I'm about to start the second one. And for the most part, I mean, at least the people who have been vocal in the circles that I share and in my cohort and around my cohort, like there's this general acceptance of uh, like, yes, let us get vaxxed and let us wear masks and like take these safety precautions as recommended by like public health officials and so on. Um, But I, I think one thing that I've been anticipating, like realistically, it could also be a possibility that I encounter some students um, who may not share those sentiments and mindsets. And I think at the, maybe at the most extreme, like are upset that I bring. So I don't, I, maybe this is me not catastrophizing, but like I, 
am an anxious person and so I will think about the way that the world could possibly go and even if it doesn't necessarily end up being that way like I still think about it <laughs> um and so that takes up a lot of like real estate in my head um yeah so I I um officially start on Wednesday online classes I think most of my professors are I think oh god it's so confusing so yes I think the first three-ish weeks of class are going to be online but some classes because I am taking an elective I'm taking ballet y'all I'm taking ballet because I had to take a certain amount of numbers to get to qualify for financial aid so I'm not just like adding on I'm figuring it out but I mean at least for now like I am taking ballet because I think that is going to that does round up my hours to the appropriate amount to qualify for financial aid to be a full-time student um anyway Yes. So with that, um, classes like ballet um, are doing like a split, like they're splitting the class in half and half of the students go one day of the week and half of the students go the other day of the week because it's a two day a week class uh, to to like allow for better social distancing. So all these like all, there are so many like different like individual class decisions that are going on um that we're all trying to get a hold of like within my cohort <laughs> like every time I open up the big group me it's like another discussion on like figuring out like decoding some piece of information <laughs> from like the different avenues that we're receiving them from um and it's very stressful like I am quite stressed like I am and have been uh again once again um, a little overwhelmed, but it's a, it's like a lower level of overwhelm compared to last year. So, um, yeah, going into this year, I feel a lot better. I am kind of excited, no, period. I am excited to, uh, be a teaching assistant for like a college level course. Uh, I'm teaching, I'm, teaching assistanting I'm teach assistanting I'm assisting <laughs> I'm a TA for an undergraduate course uh it's a signature it's a signature course uh which means that like they um like in the core curriculum it's required to take I think at least like one signature course and these are really cool I just had an orientation on it today um, as to like they're they're very like, potentially like discussion heavy like just interesting super interesting classes y'all like the class that I'm TAing for is called Women and Madness and it explores the socio-cultural influences on like the classification and, def and the like defining process of mental health diagnoses um, for you know the title I guess um, like women in particular and how that particular uh, like gender and everything that encompasses that gender and the history of the construction of that gender like that specific lens I would also be very interested in exploring um, like genders outside of womanhood and the like social constructions of mental health diagnoses and other such like life like oh what do you call it not identities and not conditions there's like a word that I'm looking for but like other aspects of life um through a socio-cultural lens and like how identity is all 
like socially constructed. So I'm, I'm super pumped about it. Um, I had a mini tour. I got to walk around old stomping grounds again. I went to UT for undergrad um, and like once again had to pop down there to familiarize myself, set up my computer and all that. Um, in the classroom that I'm in, um, I have a little classroom. I have a little classroom. I never imagined that like, like undergrad me never would have assumed that I would be a TA, I think. So there, there's like, there's like a sense of like reverent pride, but also very, very, very humbling in that like, holy crap, like I, I am doing this. Like it all starts on Wednesday. And some days, like, uh, like this past week, I've been generally very excited and like, oh, wow, I feel a lot less nervous than I would have been like two years ago. But at this point, I have experience. I'm familiar. Like, I'm excited. I've worked with younger people before. I love working with them. I love discussions. I love learning from them. Um, so I'm excited on that front. Um, I also just I'm nervous because I don't want to, con like, I don't want to make the space unsafe. So um, this time around, I'm noticing, like, a total difference, like, because I have, you know, relative power over this space, which I do hope to share. Like, that's another thing, too. Like, I have to consider, I want to consider, um, like, how to share power and how to, like, you know, be an ethical TA, you know? Like, I, I don't want to be irresponsible like on the interpersonal level because we are going to be talking what like we're going to be talking about mental health uh, diagnoses and obviously there is high potential for like personal like relatability um Bubba the dog is stretching um and then oh I lost my train of thought oh yeah and and, and also just like, will they like me? <laughs> you know, because that's like as much as I could try to rationalize away and be like, you're a, a TA and they're there to learn. You know, it's impossible for me. It's impossible to do that because these are people and I am also a person and we're like interacting with each other. So for me, it's like I can't not also think about people liking me. <laughs> um, yeah, I noticed something happening today during the, the orientation that, um, like, TAs, like, incoming and, I think, returning TAs were doing. They had an orientation today. And there is one, I think our instructor, the instructor for the, like, support course for TAs, um, I was noticing my reaction to her as, like, playing the role of a student where she was the instructor, um, for like my becoming an instructor, um, I was like taking note of how do I explain? Like, is this meta? I don't know if I'm using that correctly. I was thinking of myself as how I assumed my students. Okay, I was thinking of myself, like you know, like beholding her as the instructor and like you know, like, getting to know her and, like, doing introductions and sort of, like, observing her teaching methods and her personality. I was thinking of, like, myself looking and, like, observing her as how I assume my students will, like, observe me. 
um, like that awareness that as an instructor, people are going to observe you and listen to you and hear you and like have opinions on you. Like there are opportunities for feedback um, as to like how the course is going and whether like, you know, my teaching or anyone's teaching can be improved, whether it can be more inclusive and how to get to that point. Um, so it's a very um, um, like complex, it can be complex, um, but I think like with experience, which is what I'm noting now, despite the fact that I'm still like very fresh at all of this, like I feel a little more, I feel like a, no, I do feel more experienced because I have those years under my belt with this stuff. Um, and I can enter into, I have entered before into some sort of flow, um, where I'm in a classroom and I'm talking with students and like, I feel comfortable and not as anxious and not underprepared. And that's the thing, like I, like preparation is one of the most important things to me in like mitigating feelings of nervousness and like being scattered mentally. So going into this, like I know that I need to prepare for it. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see how, you know, navigating our like COVID time classroom is going to be and not just navigating because again, like as a student last year, I was navigating because my only role was that of like a student. And then the sub roles within that as like, you know, individual contributor to class discussions and then group member on group projects. And then, you know, I was a supervisee um, that had to meet and check in and I was like an intern. So those roles. But now, too, again, I have the role of like, like I'm responsible for like the quality of someone else's learning in the times of COVID. And that's a big deal. Um but I am excited. I am, I'm still very excited. I think when, um, I still, tomorrow I'm going to take a lot of time to do like more logistic preparations. Like I have to, I need to check in with my professor and see if I need to come up with like my own little policy sheet. Like, you know how, like if, if, you know, like professors will send the syllabus at the beginning of the year, then you scroll all the way down past the schedule and the, the test dates and whatever, and you see all the policies that are like cell phone policy, and and these are university resources that you can go to if you're very stressed and, and all that other stuff. I wonder if I have to like create my own little thing, which I like it's kind of exciting. <laughs> like it's it's it makes me feel very official in a way that again, like undergraduate me never would have expected that I would be doing this stuff like I am I am excited I am like proud um I've come a long way like if you had told me that I would go into teaching that I would stand up in front of high in front of high school students um like before I started any of this I would not have believed that at all um yeah so yeah, aside from the logistic planning, um, I know that I will need to continue to um, learn more about communities and identities that I myself am not a part of slash do not hold. Um, I need to continue to like consult, not not like not necessarily just like consult, but just like be in community. Um, period. I think that the learning that I have done 
through like just being in a community, um, which I know sounds very vague, um, but in, in various communities that I'm in talking and getting feedback and, you know, having honest, honest, honest conversations with people that contribute to personal growth and reflecting on, you know, my communication, uh, like my areas of growth and communication, like that is going to be essential too. Um, I'm grateful that within the TA ship comes that course, as I, as I mentioned before, where, um, it seems like we will be getting that kind of support too. Um, I think I would also like to be intentional about reaching out to like supervisors and, and former like mentors that I've had, um, just for additional support. I'm definitely, <laughs> I know exactly who to contact. Um, yeah, like communication is, is key. I may have also mentioned before that like the role of an educator has prepared me more than like any other thing uh, to communicate like thoroughly and effectively and like ethically responsibly, in an ethically responsible way. Um, One of the ones, one of the most important ones. Um, But then again, all of my connections um, lend to my learning of how to, to develop those skills. So Uh, But, like, teaching in particular, because, like, the age gap is so, is usually, like, pretty wide, and there are developmental considerations, and there are also, like, necessary power dynamic considerations, and, um, like, other aspects of identity that factor into communication, that affect communication, um, and, like, how to, like, there are things that I still need to unpack about my own identity as it relates to like my treatment of people with identities outside of mine um and so a lot more thinking i think i'm in for i think i'm in for like a really exciting exciting time um with its challenges um for sure i caught myself driving i was running some errands today got covid tested um so when i was coming back from that i was thinking you know i do and I should stop doing this, but like the worst case scenario, like what if I get a student that I just like really let down? I don't want that to happen. I don't want to let the student down. Like this is um, potentially like their first year at UT, whether they are a freshman or a transfer student. Um, they are like in this course, it is required, but like I just, I am so like, I just hope they enjoy their time and get something meaningful from it. Um, it's interesting uh, just to think about like like as a high schooler as a middle schooler going through that like developmental journey of like what is self-esteem and until I learned to center my sense of self-worth within myself it was very much based in other people's opinions of me and my like assumptions of what they might think about me Um, which may or may not have been rooted in reality. So I think it's very interesting now to acknowledge fully or more fully than I was earlier that my, like, that I can do a good job with being with other people. That's something that I'm very nervous about. Um, I, like, I just am a nervous person. Like, I know that I am friendly. I have become a lot more outgoing in the last few years than like, I feel like I was as a younger person. Um, I know that I am capable of showing care and compassion and working with people and not making, and just like, you know, I just, 
I'm really nervous because I don't know if they will like me and it's not just a surface level thing but it's like I don't want them to have a bad time and I don't want to contribute to even more stress being that we're already in a stressful time and environment and I really want them to like be able to fall in love with a topic the way that I did because it really is like a beautiful thing to engage so meaningfully with like class like to to like think critically with with one another in a in a space that everyone co-created in a space that is safe that is one of the most beautiful things to me so I'm really pumped y'all I'm super pumped um I did not know that I would be saying that I had no idea. Like, this is really blowing my mind. Like, I'm excited about, like, teaching. Um, but I guess I always have been. And I think that's why I've, I've, you know, sought out and have been drawn to so many positions in which, like, I work with, with younger people and with people my age, you know, like, across the age range, of course. Um, yeah, just, I think what I've realized as I'm saying this out loud, too, is that teaching is not some distant uh like far away ideal that is impossible to like get good at how you you know quote unquote get good at teaching is you get good at like listening to people and you get good at caring like to be a good teacher is to care and with that like fundamental care comes like you know like all the ethical responsibilities that that an educator must take on to ensure that like the people that you care about whose learning you care about whose identities and individualities you care about um are safe and can learn effectively and are enjoying it um and like get something from it like there's i I think this goes back to um a topic that I've been trying to develop but like I'm nervous to jump fully into it because it's like my I'm so into this I'm so into developing this I'm just like scared um so like structural love is the phrase and I think it already exists um but I haven't seen literature on it like published peer-reviewed literature on it in the way that like I want to like expand on it um and that is like the um, like antithesis to structural violence and structural neglect that we have seen in all of our societies over like all of time. So structural love is this idea that I'm forming in my head that I've been like just tossing around of like community care, community care and interpersonal ethics and everything that goes along with that, like setting boundaries, um, individual care, caring for yourself, like love, you know, and so that's, that's been one of the things that I think guides my principles in general, both personally and professionally, like within my family, within my relationship, within my friendships, within my classmate groups, um, it's all super connected and it may or may not be an original idea, like in the specific way that I want to expand on it, but I, I get I'm I'm introducing it here um yeah so how I I'm curious I'm going into this with like excited and nervous curiosity about how what are some like tangible ways for me as an educator to 
prompt critical thinking of that. I think that is a really important thing. I'm excited, like, with signature courses, the way that the people in the orientation described it is like these courses introduce incoming students to like how to be a college learner, quote unquote. And of course, those like skills go far beyond and existed long before and way outside of like the institution of the university. Um, but yeah, like how do you like critical thinking is like one of the big focuses and um, I have like some, you know, some like some rigid requirements as to like what exactly I cover because like I'm like so worried. like of course like supporting the professor in her class. Also the professor is awesome. I'm so excited. The team is awesome. The other TA like in the class. I'm so excited. Um, so I have I with the like requirements that are in place for covering certain content things and like keeping a schedule I do have like a bit of freedom as to like how else I structure the class and that's where I can integrate elements of community care and interpersonal like like emotional ethics and structural love and all of these concepts that sound really similar but like are a little different um so yeah, tomorrow I'm going to really, really sit down and think about how to do that. I would love, love to connect with other people um, to discuss like their thoughts on, on this. Um, if they're in, if y'all are in similar positions, if you've held positions similar to this, if even if like not exclusive to social work, like any place where you may have been a mentor or a tutor or any, any role that is like you have, excuse me, like there's like a difference in experience and you're like helping you're supporting someone else like i would really love to hear feedback and talk with y'all um yeah so that's it that brings me to the end of this just a quick little update on on things um looking forward to seeing y'all again or i talking talking at y'all again uh i hope you all take care and stay very very safe during these uncertain times um and get some loving in i'm sorry no i'm not sorry all right bye